What up, what up, what up? Hey, everybody. I hope you're doing well. Hey, I just want to let you know, I know everybody can't always support and donate uh, to the podcast, but hey, if you can do a one-time donation, I put up a buy me a coffee uh, link in this description of the podcast. So if you go to the description of the podcast, it'll be at the bottom, and you can just uh, go to that link and you buy me a cup of coffee, or two if you want. And uh, that would just help support the show, and uh, I can... I can wake up a little bit more and bring you more info so thanks for listening to the podcast if you can donate that would be much appreciated and let's get on to the show another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What up, what up, what up? Welcome back to Lockdown Universe. Some of the bizarre, peculiar, and unheard of stories of UFO legend and paranormal lore. Welcome back, welcome back. Happy to be back. Hopefully you guys are doing excellent and taking care of yourselves. Today I wanted to talk about IDARF and the uh, project that Jason Rice was a part of and why they were in existence. He states that they were, uh, th their primary objective was to uh, protect other planets that were underneath direct or current imminent threat. It's interesting because he talks about a few different alien species that were attacking different planets that he was on. And one of them really caught my attention. But the reasoning, the rationale behind these exopolitics and why specific species are attacking lesser, uh, less, lesser, less advanced species planets is really interesting. And... It all really seems to revolve around other species wanting to dominate planets, just like humanity has done on this planet for, you know, the entire span of humans' existence. Um, but on a on an intergalactic scale, right, where they're going from planet to planet to planet, dominating for resources. So he talks about how IDARF is kind of protecting humans' interests in these planets, and they go and try to help these lesser evolved people um, because maybe they do have resources that we need. Who knows, right? Um, so he states that he was a platoon leader and his first mission was actually to, to go into a city on this other planet and gather information, kind of like an intel operations, gathering information, trying to figure out how to defend this planet for an imminent threat. They knew that there was an imminent threat and how would they know that? Well, they know because they engage with multiple species through the that international um, business center that's outside of uh, Jupiter. And so Jason Rice's uh, main objective was to go into this city, find out what kind of technologies they're using, what kind of uh, societal you know norms they have, and what kind of defensive capabilities they already had in place. So they go in, they talk with their planetary governments, they, they, those governments know that they're going to be invaded, um, as well as we know that they're going to be invaded because we have all these, you know, 
individuals that kind of like dual agents in between these alien species, and they talk to us and let us know what's going on. So they sent out an IDAR fleet to this planet. Uh, he doesn't give the name of the planet. Um, he wants to keep that private, but he states that they knew that there was this species coming in that was uh, contracted by the Draco reptilians. It's really interesting because the Draco throughout multiple galaxies seem to be trying to dominate every planet they can get their hand on. Every planet that seems to have some sort of easy, you know, population that won't fight back. That's what they're going for. So these Mars Germans and our own government uh, was working to try to get some safety on this planet, to try to provide some soldiers. So they actually provided 24,000 soldiers, and some of them actually have this uh, particular nanite enhancement that provides the soldier with uh, tons of strength, obviously, but also allows certain portions of the Mars government to kill switch them to turn off their switch in case of you know any issues of capture um, they don't want to divulge their information that kind of thing so so we have multiple groups sending teams to this planet to save it from the draco yet it seems as though rice's team is also working with the draco on planet mars or at least I should say that the Mars Germans are working with the Draco, uh, or were in the 1940s and 50s. And then I, it sounds like they basically stopped that because they, they took their people and they they didn't want to give the Draco their people anymore. You know that because you listened to the podcast on that exact event and what happened during it. So, so it seems like the Mars Germans kind of want to fight back against the Draco at this point. Um, they're, they're sending teams out to, to fight against them. So what's interesting about this planet is, is that they're humanoids as well. They're very similar to humans. They actually look human, except they're about five feet tall versus, you know, our, our average of like five and a half, six feet tall. Um, but he said they looked healthy, basically looked like a human. Um, their planet was actually more of a freshwater planet. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Whereas ours is more of a saltwater planet, um, they had, uh, you know, diff- just like us, you know, uh, different colored skin, different color hair, um, but we definitely wanted to uh, protect that planet because they had they had good resources. They actually had, you know, obviously fresh water, which is a good one, but I don't know if that's worth traveling that much distance. But I think it's building relationships is 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 a huge part of it, right? You build a relationship with this this planet now you develop a united nations front against the draco or any other alien species that you 
um, you know, want to fight against. And then you're able to place your military bases on their planet too. Just like we have bases, we have base, we have a base in Cuba, right? The Fidel never wanted us to really have, but he's like, you guys can be on what it was like the south side of the island or something like that. And he's like basically ignored Guantanamo Bay, never had anything to do with them, even though the U.S. government was sending uh, Fidel checks for for the real estate. He never cashed them, not once. So Rice states that the Draco, what they did <laughs> in this particular instance was they worked on actually hiring another species to do their dirty work. They hired a werewolf-like species that went in and and did some damage, did a lot of damage. I'm about to get to that point here. Um, so what happened initially was that this species sent a um, a propulsion-like device to cause severe damage before they made landfall, planetfall. They sent in this huge, huge rock with a heat shield, basically, so that it wouldn't break up to do a lot of damage. However, he stated that um, there was about 800,000 people in this city, and the, the werewolf species basically missed. They were off by a, a degree or so and and missed the city by about 30, 40 miles. Uh, so it didn't hit them, luckily. But he stated that um, these werewolf aliens landed. They did make planet fall. And they were about, let's see what he says, 8 to 12 feet, I think is what he says. One second. Yeah, 8, eight foot tall hominid. They were a cross between werewolf and, and it seemed like humanoid type species. Uh, they had hair, fur, larger ears, a, a, a kind of a shortened snout, uh, but tons of teeth. Makes me think, well, he says they were like terrifyingly scary. It makes me think of like, uh, you know, like the werewolf and like, or the wolf in Little Red Riding Hood, but he had a huge, huge nose, didn't he? Um, so... He said that these species were split into two classes. There's a soldier class and a commander class. And the soldier class was basically like a clone army. They followed whatever the commander said. Um, and, and without regard for their own safety, um, they just like were like full force ahead. Kind of, you know, how can you tell if they're a clone? That's tough to tell unless you do like, you know, surgery and autopsy. But he said that, you know, they they didn't seem to have any hesitation but that's kind of like the way it was in like Braveheart and all these, you know, older movies with, with the military. Like, you know, they go full force ahead when the commander gives the charge command, right? I mean, that's kind of the way it goes down. Um, but he says they believed at the time that that these species were actually hybrid type species. Um, and they were artif like an artificial creation of some sort. He said they didn't, they had the same type of biological makeup. But once they got the chance to examine them... Um, intelligence actually reported back that they were a creation. Um, so I think that's interesting because now we have another species that could have been just a, bio, a standard biological species, but they didn't have typical organs. So it was like a combination of, of biology and, um, I, I guess some mechanicals is what he says. Um, really fascinating because now it sounds like 
the reptilians created these werewolves and they're like they're they're attack dogs right um it sounded like we were trying to work on on cat-like hybrids in our in our hybrid program which in my mind would be the 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 most challenging species to fight against because a cat is 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 the king of king of the jungle you know um they have cat-like reflexes they, they have nine lives you know they they dominate everything they see nothing beats a cat and nothing beats a big cat um it's just the way that their bodies bodies work together you know they're the fastest land animal so you you pair that with you know some human intelligence or just a greater brain pan and then you got one of the fiercest warriors out there um why didn't the draco go for a cat-like species as their as their attack animal that's a good question right um i mean these things were terrifying but you know if you're looking for supreme dominance you know why why go for a lesser creature uh, not that I don't like dogs, love dogs, uh, got dog. I have dogs, but, uh, yeah, so that's what he's talking about here. Um, I find it fascinating that the Draco are, are, you know, bowing out of battle and they're, they're having all these other species do their bidding, um, because they can control them. They have, they have the, uh, mental capability, the telepathy, the tele telekinesis and, and psionic powers to basically dominate other species. It's, it's interesting too because it seems like the Draco have, you know, kind of these far-reaching fields that they used back in the '40s, back in that German episode that that where they captured some of their uh, the Mars Germans people, um, where they have this field generator and they can use it to instill fear into people or just simply freeze them. So I don't, you know, it's like. Unless they had some sort of energy problem where they didn't want to use all their energy, they're just like, oh, we're just going to create these clones and then they'll do our bidding. Um, you know, I'm not exactly sure what the benefit would be when you can just come in with some sort of like audio type weapon or whatever kind of weapon it was to simply freeze your enemy. And, you know, <laughs> you freeze them long enough, you can do whatever you want. The only thing I can think of is that there are apparently some rules and regulations that that come into play when it comes to species interfering with other planets and if the draco were banned from that planet um and they created another species and th that species went in there um and did the damage for them well they couldn't be blamed right because well we weren't there you know could they track that species back to the reptilians you know maybe i don't know you know what kind of what kind of detective work they have intergalactically, um, but the IDARF team seems to be this team that this is like part humanitarian and part military, where they go in, they work with the existing planet government structure to save the planet from an imminent threat. So they're trying to engage with the teams that are already there to assist them from this imminent threat. I don't know how well that would work militarily. It seems like you would have to have, you know, you have your team. We have our trained teams that go in, they work with each other. They have a, a dedicated structure, dedicated artillery. They know how to use their weaponry. They don't need to train somebody else. 
But in this case, it sounds like Idarf kind of goes in there and they try to understand the society and understand their defensive capabilities. And then they try to basically defend with the teams that are there that are already indigenous to that planet. Um, it seems like, um, you know, if this team is f from America <laughs> and then sent up to work with the Mars Germans, you know, it seems like it's questionable why we would want to assist certain planets. But you know what? I bet you he wasn't given all the information. What if that planet is sitting on a tremendous power source or tons of gold or tons of diamonds or tons of, you know, rare, valuable minerals that uh, the Mars Germans need or that the U.S. government needs? You know, that might be something important and might be worth fighting for and train and trying to work with the government for right we save you you give us all of your stuff that we need all of your supplies that we need we're, we're, we're going to take them or this is the this is the agreement we're going to save you or not it's up to you but we need we need these resources i think that's what it comes down to i mean nothing's free especially in the u.s let's face that um, and it definitely sounds like nothing's free according to these Mars Germans. They seem to be pretty hard-headed and, and pretty full of themselves. Um, so, but it seems like, according to Jason, that uh, the IDARF team was able to save these people. Um, and the threat uh, began, began to, you know, reduce. Um, so that was, that is, you know, somewhat of a benefit. Um, as more information becomes apparent, I will definitely bring it to you. Uh, but I thought that this was really interesting in the fact that, you know, just to summarize, you know, they did have the werewolves. They uh, totally different species than I've, you know, heard of, except for one wolf species in the, the uh, international business station um, where Randy Kramer talked about a wolf-like species that had little primates like us. As their, as their friends and as their companions and pets, just like we have small dogs. It's kind of interesting, the juxtaposition there. Um, but he didn't talk about them being violent or looking like werewolves or anything like that. He said they were one of the most peaceful species he had ever met. Um, so I think these species were created by the Draco um, and maybe to, you know, throw people off, you know, um, so that their scent wasn't on this battle. So that's how tricky they are, and, and Jason says that the you know Draco are the most uh, guiling and uh, beguiling and and, and and deceitful species out there. And their sole mission, they don't care, they don't have compassion for anyone. Their sole mission is to dominate. That's it. So uh, hopefully none of us come face to face with one of these things because these things are basically pure evil and. And it sounds like they are kind of the devil of the Bible, if you want to call it that. And maybe our ancestors encountered a few of these things, and that's why they're, you know, our ancestors thought they were the devil. Just a thought. Anyway, guys, I hope you're having a fantastic day. I got a jet. I hope you have a fantastic evening. Uh, take care of yourselves physically, spiritually, emotionally. Follow through on your hobbies and your goals and your dreams. Please follow, like, and subscribe so we can build the podcast. And, um, we can keep going. So, um, and as always, continue to question the universe around you. Go follow, like, subscribe. See you guys later. Lockdown Universe out.